If you are a business owner, a content creator, or a person with a message to share with the world, I want to help you share it. When I started my podcast, I had no idea what I wanted to do. But what I did is I turned on a microphone and started talking and talking about the things that I cared about, talking directly to the people who I wanted to hear it helped me figure out what I wanted to do in this world. It helped me find my purpose and it helped me reach my audience. And now I'm creating my first course to teach you how to do that too. I'm so excited to be hosting a podcast masterclass on September 29th, where I will be sharing how to start a podcast how to start a podcast and market it to your audience. If you want in, make sure to check out www.catdelcarmen.com slash podcast masterclass to sign up and be the first to know about all the details about my podcast marketing course. I hope to see you there. I'm so excited about how your message is going to change your life and your audience's life. What is up, y'all? My name is Kat Del Carmen, wife, mama, and go freaking getter. It took me 10 years to finish college, 20 jobs to build a six-figure career, and all of that led me to starting my own business and leaving that behind. All my setbacks have helped me gain the confidence I need to think bigger and create the life of my dreams. If you have an idea that you want to pursue and fear is stopping you, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Follow That Fear podcast, a show dedicated to empowering you to follow that fear, pursue what is calling you and take it one step at a time. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the show. Thank you so, so much for being here. I'm so pumped for today's episode. But before I get into that, I want to remind you that if you have taken anything away from literally any episode I have ever shared, it would mean so, so much to me if you took a moment to go into Apple iTunes if you have an iPhone and to leave a written review. My guests look at these reviews to really understand if this is a legit podcast and I want to get the best guests for you. I have so many ideas for guests and I really, really, really hope that they will accept my invitation. So it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to review the show in Apple or iTunes podcasts. Thank you so, so much ahead of time. All right, now let's get into today's guest guest. I'm so excited for this conversation because this woman just brought so much value to the conversation. So today I am interviewing Ashley Allison. Ashley Allison began her career as an entrepreneur in the online space in 2013. She started her first business straight out of college selling custom clothing pieces online. Shortly after she started her blog, MissAshleyAllison.com and quickly monetized it by partnering with brands like Sally's Beauty Supply. Now she helps online coaches consistently sell their high ticket offers so they can scale to five figure months. You guys, honestly, this conversation was so, so good. I found her on Instagram and I just really enjoyed Ashley's content and just kept an eye on her and decided to ask her to be on the show after I was just super engaged by her content. And I love the way she sells because it feels like she's not selling at all. And I don't know. I just, I loved her vibe. So I had her on the show and this conversation was so good. If you are a coach or want to be a coach at any point, I think this is a really, really good episode to listen to. Being a coach is so much more than what we think it is. And I just really, really, really loved this episode. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy the show. Yes, fashion design and merchandising. So I have a um, double degree 
And so I, I thought that I was going to work my way up the, uh, you know, corporate ladder in fashion. And I couldn't get a job because I didn't have enough experience. It was kind of like, you know, the meme where they say entry level positions, but you need 20 years experience. Yes. <laughs> and um, so I said, well, if they're not going to give me the opportunity, then I'm just going to create the opportunity for myself. Mm-hmm. So I um, set up shop on my mom's dining room table and I just started sewing and um, I started sewing these pieces and I started doing influencer marketing before it was really a thing back then. So I would reach out to your favorite reality celebs and uh, Instagram models and I would just say to them, hey, if I send you this piece, will you wear it? And then just shout me out. I wasn't getting paid for it. Nothing. Like I was just, I just wanted the exposure. And um, they were more than happy to accept it. I was working with like their stylists and um, then it started to catch on. People started buying, but I then found myself being overwhelmed and burned out because at that time I was working part-time in retail making $7.50 an hour. And I also had another job that I was doing as well, making, I think I was making at that time around like $8. So it was like all three of these things that I was doing simultaneously. And I would find myself up in the middle of the night, sewing all day, all night, and then sleeping an hour and going to one of my jobs. And, um, I couldn't do it anymore. I found myself in a place of being burnt out and I didn't like sewing. I never really liked sewing. I liked more of the business side of things and the designer side of things. And um, so I just stopped one day. Like I just was like, I'm not making any more clothes, done. And my clients and my customers were pissed. Like they were like, what do you mean you're not sewing anymore? And I said, listen, like, I'm, I'm just going to outsource this. I'm going to find someone that can create my designs for me yeah. and I can do the sewing for me. And so in the meantime, while I am looking for a manufacturer that can do this for me, a contractor, um, I'm going to write about the journey. So I've always loved to read and write. I've been in like honors English classes since before I can remember. And I always mm-hmm. wanted to start a blog. So this was the time for me to start a blog. Yeah. And, um, I'm based in New Jersey. I'm always in New York. So it was very easy for me to have access to contractors because I was right there in the city all the time. And so I started talking about my journey as an entrepreneur and, you know, at, with me trying to find a contractor. But then people started asking me questions about my clothes, about my hair. At that time, I was transitioning over from bleaching my hair and all the heat damage to my hair and transitioning over into more natural styles. So then people were asking me about that. And I started answering all of these questions on my blog. And next thing I knew I was a blogger working with big brands like Sally beauty supply. (laughs) (laughs) So I transitioned over into blogging, started realizing, Oh, I can make money with this like this is something that I can do this can be a second income stream for me so I started doing that simultaneously while still building up my fashion um, brand looking for a contractor doing all of that work and um, at that time I didn't end up quitting my uh, part-time job and I found another full-time job so I was only working one full-time job so yeah Mm -hmm. I started blogging for a while started writing on my blog I was doing that every week and people kept asking me for entrepreneurial advice so I was just at the time giving it for free and then I came across this whole coaching space and I was like whoa (laughs) (laughs) I was like I can make money just doing what I've been doing so I stopped blogging and now I'm here now I'm in the coaching space um I've been in the coach. I I say that I've been coaching for, you know, since like 2015, 
but back then I was doing it for free. Now, as far as like me charging for it, I've been charging for my coaching for about a year and a half, two years now. And um, I've just been growing a lot, growing a lot. Um, But it's really been based off of my past investments and working with amazing coaches. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like (sighs) investing in yourself is, um, you know, it's a pretty big decision and it's something that you really have to educate yourself on before you get there because, you know, paying, you know, thousands of dollars for a coach seems really ridiculous to some people, but when you're in Mm -hmm. the business and when you're hungry to grow and when you really are sick and tired of being, you know, in a place that you don't feel is right, like, that's chump change compared to the change that can happen in your life and right. all of that. How did you start familiar, familiarizing yourself with like, okay, there's this coaching world. My first investment was to teach me about Pinterest and I oh. was scared beyond belief. I thought that I said, I'm going to invest. I think it, at the time it was $400 and that was a lot to me. And I was <laughs> super, super scared, but I was like, this will help me build up my blog and build up the coaching. So let me do that. And so it started out with $400. Then my next investment was uh, $2,000 to learn about courses, creating a course, starting a course, marketing the course. Mm-hmm. Um then my next one was like $1,500 teaching me about Facebook ads because I felt like, well, at this point, I've invested, you know, $2,500 and I'm still not seeing any results. What's going on? Oh, maybe it's just the fact that I don't have a large audience. So let me learn about Facebook ads. That was a fail. But, you know, you live and you learn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I realized Facebook ads are for people that are, it's like at the time I wasn't, I wasn't clear with my messaging. So Facebook ads enhanced what I was already doing. And I think a lot of people don't realize that is that Facebook ads are not going to fix your problem. They're going to enhance your problem, you know? And so that makes total sense. (laughs) So yeah, I did Facebook ads. And then, um, then I said, someone had told me like, well, your audience isn't on Instagram. They're on LinkedIn. So then I paid someone $2,500 to teach me about LinkedIn, which I'm not even on LinkedIn anymore. So that was just like, Oh my God. Again, you live, you live and you learn. And then I came back to Instagram and, um, and then my, this was my next biggest investment, which was $8,000, which I was very scared to do. Yeah. Um, especially because at that point I had already, invested a lot of money and I wasn't seeing any ROI on it, you know, just even, not even money wise, but just, you know, leads wise, like me signing people. Mm -hmm. And, but I, but like you were saying earlier, I just had this passion and this drive. And I knew that at this point I said to myself, well, what has been the, the factor for me? What, what am I missing? And I realized it was that high level support. I wasn't receiving high level support. So with my other investments, you know, they weren't necessarily one-on-one. They were like group coaching and they will tell you in their marketing that you're going to have high level support, but that high level support is a Facebook group with like a hundred other people. Mm -hmm. And so I knew if I was going to invest, I needed it to be very personalized to me. And so I decided to invest in a mastermind. It was only me and two other women. And that was when I finally started to make money. I had my first, I made $14,000 in seven days, which was, wow. yeah, it was awesome. And it was right during um, when COVID started to like blow up. I think it was like in, in March of this year. So you and, immediately got that investment back and then doubled. Yep. Wow. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I got that right back. And that was when I knew, okay, it was a light bulb moment. I work better with personalized support one-on-one, essentially, is how I 
I just thrive better. Some people thrive in group environments, but for me, I like the intimacy of investing. And so um, now to me, it's funny because like $5,000 doesn't seem like a lot anymore. Like my recent investment, both of my investments that I'm in currently right now are $21,000. So it's like, for me yeah. now, I look back and I laugh. I'm like, $5,000 is nothing. I, that's like yeah. a deal for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I know I'm still in my early stages. So like, I, I'm very similar where my first investment was like four or 500 bucks and that was to build mm-hmm. my email list, you know, to learn, <laughs> which I'm glad I invested in that course actually, cause that's a good place um, to just start getting, you know, at least emails, but right. then $2,000. And I actually just started working with um, a coach one-on-one, which is, it's, um, it's, it's not as intensive um, mm-hmm. And I think it's it's a mix of like mindset and business, but I I'm really excited because I know in the in the future I want to do a big investment into a mastermind and just your yeah. story already makes me really excited that like the stories are true right because you hear yeah. them yeah you I hear will them never invest I will only now invest in masterminds or one on ones that's it now yeah lessons learned. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you, how did you kind of find your niche, I guess, in mm-hmm. sales and marketing? Like what did that process look like? Cause a lot of people, some that are listening to the show, they are interested in coaching and they're like, I think I can do it, but like, I don't know exactly what um, I would do, or maybe they do, right. Maybe they have they they have some way with people, but they can't identify it yet. So how did you figure out like sales and marketing is 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 your niche, or I should say, is your niche or your niche for right now, right? Because we just grow and evolve, and mm-hmm. that keeps going. But like, what has um, what have you learned about uh, <laughs> finding that part your of it? niche? Yeah, finding your niche is so trial and error until you invest and someone that's going to keep it real with you and say, why are you doing this? Like, why are you being insane? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I started out teaching people time management, productivity, because I knew for me, like being working a nine to five, having multiple businesses, time and productivity was the number one thing that was keeping me afloat and helping me make money. Mm -hmm. So I figured, let me teach about that. And it was not hitting, like it was a flop. Every single time that I talked about it it was a flop, right? Like people resonated with it, they understood it, but no one was going to pay me at that time. At that time, I think I was charging $1,500 and no one was gonna pay me that. It's like people know that they need time management and they know that they need productivity, but they're not going to pay you for it because it's not sexy. And that was when I, it when I, invest. it's not, it's not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that because I could have used that course, but I don't know if I would have invested in it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Like no one's going to pay. Yeah. Cause it's just not like, yeah. Right. Like no one's going to pay $1,500 for that. And it wasn't until I invested in my mastermind, the first mastermind, that I ever did that she kept it real with me and said, what are you actually helping people do? Like, what does this person actually want? What the person actually wants is more to make more money from their business. So she taught me how to give the, sell them what they want, but give them what they need. Yeah. And as I started to look into that, right. She was just like, you love talking about, and then she realized too that I wasn't very passionate about time management and productivity. I was more passionate about sales and marketing. And yeah. she identified that within, within me. She identified the whole within my business. And so overnight, I pivoted into the niche of sales and marketing and things just flew off. Like they literally just took off for me. And it was because 
Now I was more direct about what I was talking about. And then once people signed up, I was able to give them some things about time management and productivity. But now my whole focus had changed because there's so many different things that you can learn about sales and marketing, right? And so um, that's really how it happened was it was a lot of trial and error. Like it was me throwing ideas at the wall, different niches at the wall to see which one was going to stick. Yeah. And I, I shouldn't have done it. And I call it insanity because I kept doing the same thing over and over and over again. And it wasn't getting me any results yeah. versus me just investing in that mastermind way before, you know what I'm saying? Like if I would have invested in the mastermind, <sighs> I would have yes. known but, you know, as again, we live and we learn because a lot of times we think, you know, oh, I can figure it out on my own or like, you know, you've been burnt in the past. Like, I won't say that any of my past investments, I felt burnt by my coaches, but I was disappointed. I was confused. I was frustrated because I'm like, I've invested thousands and thousands of dollars and I have nothing to show for it. I totally get that. And I feel like it is you know, but I, I, like you said, I feel like you, it's almost a part of the process to understand yourself and to trust yourself to make the, you know, to learn from each investment in which direction you're going to go. Can I mm-hmm. ask you a question about mm-hmm. I, how would you consider yourself in terms of personality? Are you like extroverted or are you more like, oh, introvert? Introvert. <laughs> I'm definitely a extrovert. Okay. Okay. Definitely. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I'm just curious because I know some folks are more introverted and maybe they're, I don't want to say introvert expert because I feel like every single introvert is like an extrovert if I'm cool with them, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But if, you know, and then also some extroverts are like, okay, I want my time alone. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) but I just, because a lot of people have something with sales that it feels sleazy it feels yucky. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like they don't, they, they don't, they feel bad selling, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they feel bad selling. And what are your like, not rec- I guess recommendations are like, what do you say to your clients when they're like, I feels a little sleazy, you know, they don't want to come off like a, like a, a used car salesman type of thing. I shouldn't use that anymore that, that, no that's like <laughs> but you the know same. what I mean yeah but like what do you what do you say to like your clients if they're like look I want to do this but like it feels it feels a little sleazy it feels a little like self-promoting which it is in some ways but like what what mm-hmm. would you say to a client yeah so the first thing that I tell my clients when they feel like they're being sleazy or like a car salesman yeah is they need to get over themselves. Yes. That's, yeah, I tell them like, you have yes. to get over yourself because one, you know you're not coming from a place of trying to get over on people because you're having this fear now. So yeah. if you are fearing coming off like a sleazy salesperson, then that tells you that you're not a sleazy salesperson. Because a sleazy salesperson wouldn't care. (laughs) Exactly. That's so true. That is so, I love that. That is so, so true. And then also I tell them, people are not watching your stuff how you think they are. They're not. They, one, they need, the average person needs to see you say something seven to 21 times before they make a decision on whether they're going to buy from you or not. So you need that repetition within your marketing to constantly be promoting something. But also a person is probably not going to see every single one of your posts, right? Like that's another thing that people are afraid of is, oh, like people are going to get tired of me talking about this all the time and they're going to unfollow me or they, you know, and I'm like, no, they're not. One, your, your ideal client, the person that loves you, adores you, wants to see your content. Yes. They want to hear from you. And the people that don't will unfollow and who cares, right? Like, yes. 
I have people, prime example, how I typically get my clients is they will somehow become aware of me, binge all of my content with like within an hour or two. I've had so many people tell me I binged all of your content and didn't realize I've been sitting on your Instagram page and on your website for like two hours now. And then they just convert themselves. They're like, how do I work with you? I love this. So that goes to show that your ideal client wants to see more from you. They want to intake everything that they can from you. So yeah, in regards to like feeling like a sleazy salesperson, if you're having that feeling of that, then you're not, you're not that, right? You're complete opposite of that. And another thing that people can do as well to make themselves, because like, don't get me wrong. People don't like to be hard pitched to and hard yeah. sold to all the time. Yeah. There's a launch period for that. There's an open close period for that. Yeah. Um, but another great way to continue to sell is just soft selling. So this is where you are kind of like leaving breadcrumbs and for, for your audience. So for an example, like if... I had a client that went from point A to point B and I'm just talking about this client's testimonial. I'm just sharing it with the world and I'm telling them, yeah, they joined my 5k society mastermind and she went from making $0 a month to $5,000 a month. That's soft selling. And you don't even realize that I just kind of sold to you. I put the bug in your ear for you to say, oh, I want to do that too. Oh, she told me how I can do it. The 5K Society Mastermind, right? So yeah. it's like, there's so many different ways that you can soft sell and sell to your audience without making them feel like they're sell- like you're selling to them all the time. Yes, yes, that is so, so right. And, you know, I want to go back to what you said about... Um, you were like, I think you said your audience wants, like they need to hear you repeat the same thing seven to 21 times, or I forget the numbers you use, but Mm -hmm. I absolutely like want to highlight that because that is something that from as an individual, it can feel very uncomfortable to talk about the same thing over and over again. You're just like, you know, like you start getting annoyed by your own voice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it is so true, especially, and I'm I'm talking to my audience here, like, I just want you to take a moment to really hear what Ashley just said right now, really all of it. But in terms of like repeating yourself, like they need to hear you talk about the thing multiple times, teaching them, educating them, showing them how. Um, And we feel tired of it, but think about the person, like think about the people you like seeing their content. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When, you, when we look at the influencers or the um, coaches that we're listening to and consuming their content on a regular basis, like, I don't know how many times I have heard freaking Danielle Leslie talk about her course <laughs> or, exactly. or, love her. or I know I love <laughs> her too, or Amy Porterfield, same thing, or right. you know what I mean? Like they're always talking about email lists. They're always talking about courses. And guess what? I don't love them any less. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like You're I like, still give me more. Yeah. And when <laughs> guess what? When they have something fresh and new to talk about, my ears are wide freaking open. Yeah. And I've heard it all. Like I've consumed their content for years. Um. And and you know, listen to their masterclass and this and that. But. Mm-hmm. I really want to highlight that because I feel like when you're starting up, whether you're a coach or this could even be in the influencer space, if you're educating or whatever the case is, because so much is turning more education focused. I, right. I just, I want to give permission to my audience of you gotta show up and repeat yourself. Talk about the things that wh- whether you're selling or you're offering or your niche or whatever it is, like you got to tell people over and over again because they're not going to see you every time. I promise you they're not going to see nope. you every time. Even if they <laughs> like it, they might even like the post and not even freaking listen. Um, right. But it's your job to show up for them and not get in your own head about like, oh, this is too much. This is too much. And I'm talking to myself too, because I get like that too, where I'm just like, oh, did I, am I like exhausting this one topic? But then I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> so I, right. I want to exactly. make sure they're hearing you. 
yeah, people, they need to hear that. Like they really do. They need to hear that because I think we just get too in our heads, you yes. know, and we don't realize how we act with people that we yes. love. The people that we love and that we would want to work with, we don't get sick and tired of them talking about it and promoting it all the time. We're like, yeah, like show me more, give me more insider, insiders into, you know, your yeah, program. it gets them more bought in. I was just thinking about specifically mm-hmm. Danielle Leslie when she came out because she recently came out with a uh, like a new. I don't know if it was a mastermind with course, the alchemy. alchemy. Yeah, course alchemy. And I I didn't mm-hmm. I I haven't even bought her course from scratch yet, and I plan to maybe in the future. But I. I was so ears open. I was like, okay, I want to go to this master class. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she had one, <laughs> one new thing and I was on it. Like it was so sticky, you know? Um, and she, right. it's because she, you know how many times I heard her and I'm sure everybody has with her ads, but like, it's, it is sticky. So I, I just really appreciate you saying that. And the fact that like, they want to see us, like they want to see us and your people are going to want to see you, you know, like you just got to find your people. That's the harder part. Um, And it's not the, it's not so much hard, but if you show up authentically, they're going to want more of that. So I really, really love, right. I really, really love that. I was going to say having that, like being how you were saying, being authentic and then also showing up consistently really is key. Yes. It really is key. But you also have to remember too, like I see a lot of people show up consistently, but they're showing up consistently with their messaging off. Mm-hmm. And so that is so it's like true. <laughs> and that's how and, and that that was me. Like I was showing up consistently, but I was constantly talking about time management and productivity. So I wasn't making any money. Right. Yeah. So it's like Yes, you do need to show up consistently and make sure that you are being authentic, but have the right strategy. I think a lot of people are just like showing up and they're coming out with content, but they're not strategic with the content that they are producing and putting out. So that's a big thing. Like Danielle Leslie is strategic with her stuff. She's not just coming out with content, you know? No, you're, you're so, so right. I mean, you're, I, that, you know, what's funny is I'm actually working with my coach right now on that exact thing, because I'm the same. <laughs> I'm very consistent when I started my podcast in December of last year and, um, niching has always been an issue for me, but I am insanely tied to my audience. Like I have a mm-hmm. very engaged audience, which I'm really grateful for. Um, but right now is my time to be like, okay, cat, time to put your strategic hat on because this is not going to be sustainable, you know? Right. Um, so I'm, I'm actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm, I'm learning that right now and really <laughs> figuring out like what kind of direction I want to go and, and w- w- the direction of the podcast. And the blessing is that this podcast is really a you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's like the best marketing tool because I'm getting, I'm getting people, Hey, do you do coaching without even, and I do coaching right now. Um, but it's not like uh-huh. a very sophisticated offer. It's very one-off like a la carte. Um, and that's cause I'm a, you know, I'm a beginner, um, and I'm learning and, and right now I'm putting together my first digital product. So I'm super excited, but I'm really glad that you I said that. I love that. Yeah. It's exciting. Um, uh, but I'm glad you said that cause it's so true. Like you, you've got to have the both you, and a lot of people yeah. struggle with the consistency part, which is definitely difficult. But if you're listening to this and let's say you are showing up consistently, but you know that there is some strategy that is, there's like no strategy behind it. You're just showing up consistently. That is also something that is holding you back. So like, and I I know it in myself, you know, like I see it in myself, especially because I'm a business. I love business. I talk about business. I talk about marketing. I talk about all this in, on my podcast. And it's really a mix of everything I, I like to talk about with guests that mm-hmm. I think are super badass, but the truth is like, it's not just consistency. And I think for my audience, they, I think, I think we talk on the podcast a lot more about, Oh, how can we be consistent? Things like that. But it's, it's the exact same on the other side. You could be consistent, but with no strategic focus, it you're not, you're not going to be hitting your, um, hitting your goals to, 
the max you can because you really right. do need that focus. So I love that you said that. Thank you. <laughs> Let's talk about establishing ourselves as experts. You know, when people are starting out, um, how would you say, like, what are like the, what are the first steps of a person who is getting themselves out there? Let's say that they're just starting to create content that is, you know, that they're passionate about, but Mm -hmm. they're kind of, there is a little less focus, right? Like they're just kind of like showing up, um, talking about what they want to talk about and seeing what reaction they're going to get from their audience. When we are ready to really step our game up, right? Step the game up to, to really gain some authority. What, what are the first steps in your eyes or with your clients that you've seen? Like, okay, let's, let, let's, let's start establishing yourself as an expert. What would you recommend? Yeah. So the very first thing would be niching down. So I tell my clients all the time we're yes, we are good at an array of different things. We know an array of different things and your ideal client and your ideal audience has a bunch of different problems and I'm sure you could solve a lot of them, but if you want to make money, yes. you only need to solve one. Yes. <laughs> Your focus only needs to be about one. And the biggest thing that I tell them is just think about whether you want to be like an Applebee's or a steakhouse, right? Like you go to Applebee's yeah. and there's so many different things on the menu. You're like, I don't know if I want pasta or if I want a burger, right? Yeah, it's like or day and night, <laughs> yeah. right? And you're like, the food is probably going to be okay. And the service is probably going to be okay. And I'm probably, I'm not going to end up paying that much. And you're good, right? Like you're like, oh, it's cool. But you're not getting ready to like go talk to your friend about the amazing meal that you had at Applebee's. Yeah. You're just not. It's Applebee's. So reference that to if you go to a steakhouse, for an example, or a high-end sushi restaurant, for example, mm-hmm. where all they focus on is steak or all they focus on is sushi. And you know the ambiance is going to be amazing. You know the food is going to be spectacular. You know the bill is going to be high, but you don't care because you got in an amazing, phenomenal experience. Yes with your with your meal and after you've had this amazing experience dining you're probably gonna go and tell people hey you have to go to this restaurant this restaurant was amazing now you're marketing for them you're giving them free promo right and so that is the first thing is establishing yourself as to establish yourself as the expert you need to be specialized in one thing Like you're not going to get eye surgery with a general eye doctor. You probably want a specialized expert eye doctor where this is the only, you know, surgery that they do every single day because you, you want high class, right? So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is positioning yourself as such. So this is where you are now educating on the problem, right? Making people aware that they have a problem telling them how or what they need to do, what they need to do in order to solve this problem. And then the how is that solution-based content, which is you. You are the how. So usually when I'm doing my how content, I'm storytelling. I'm telling a story about myself. I'm telling a story about my client and saying how they went from point A to point B and what it was that got them there, which is typically my frameworks that I have, right? And so then once you take a person through that buying journey, right, making them aware of the problem, making them aware of what they need to do to solve their problem, and then how they can solve it, they typically will convert themselves. And you've already now established yourself as the authority, because now you're telling them, I know about this problem, I know that I can help you with it, and also social proof. Here's, Here's the people that I've worked with in the past. And if you don't have people that you've worked with in the past, use yourself. Like yeah. you are your own biggest transformation. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so you could just use yourself as as the as the social proof. But that's really how to establish yourself as the authority is just one niching down, becoming specialized, 
and then two, educating people on the problem and bringing them through that buying journey process. Yeah. And I do want to emphasize like the niching down look, cause I, what's funny is I had a, um, I had a client I was working with and she niched down and then a couple weeks within maybe like a couple months, um, mm-hmm. that niche, she kind of went on a different segue and we talked, um, we had one call after that and I was like, look, you can do whatever you want, but I'll just let you know, you're like, this is gonna, you're taking the chance that you're going to confuse your customer and confused customers yep. don't, they, they don't, don't buy. Com- yeah. They don't buy. Like, People want specific. And even like, yep. I, I think it's important again, and I like similar to earlier for us to think about how we buy as consumers, right? Like, right. We want the best. We, we want the best, <laughs> the best. Exactly. So like exactly the, uh, the, the uh, example you shared with the eye doctor and with the restaurant, like when you go to this nice restaurant and you spend the money, you're going to talk about it later. It's an entire experience and you're expecting the bill to be high because you're expecting a really good experience and you likely will get it, hopefully. Right. Um, but like, we got to look at our own, the own, our, the own ways we buy, right? Like if we're going to buy a pair of tennis shoes, we're not going to buy them from like some folks who only sell, you know, I don't know, like Crocs, you know what I mean? I mean, maybe, right. but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, if we want athletic shoes to run in, like, it's just not going to work like that. We're going to go to the people who do it best. Um, right. And like Nike. It, exactly. <laughs> so it's the same way with whatever service product you're offering you have, or that you want to create in the future. And I promise you, and I'm talking to my audience here, I promise you, you are going to have the feeling of, oh, but I should also maybe go to this way. And I should also mm-hmm. get out of my niche to go over there. And I should also do this. And I know this because I, I've done it and I do it sometimes. I've you done know what it. I mean? yep. So mm-hmm. like, I just want to be clear to my audience, like it's okay to have the feelings of wanting to do it all. But if you are going to put, and I feel like that is exactly Ashley, why I wanted you on the show. And it's exactly what you're talking about. It's really about putting that strategic hat on because right. when you put that strategic hat on, like, are you going to have a business or are you going to have a hobby? Because if you want a hobby, like go talk about everything, you know, right. do, do whatever you want. <laughs> um, but if you want to make money and really figure out how you're going to be able to sustain your life and your lifestyle with doing your passion project, you've got to start with the niche. Um, I had my, my, uh, my sister was on the show. So my sister's a boudoir photographer and she had a mm-hmm. hard time picking a niche as a photographer. And she was like, no, I'll do it all. I'll do kids. I'll do weddings. I'll do this. And she found out real too quick. Much. Yeah, too <laughs> much. So now she's a boudoir photographer She's doing so, so well, and people know what to expect from her. You're going to be able to expand your niche later, but you have to build that authority. Yes. If you think about like the biggest coaches in the world, um, and I'll just keep with Danielle Leslie (laughs) because we were talking about her. You better believe if Danielle Leslie tomorrow decided that she wanted to give up everything and start some random like restaurant business, whatever. I, I will still I will be all ears. Yeah, exactly. all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's because she's done the work. Like she's done the work yeah. to establish herself. So like, if you are multi-passionate, yes. you're going to be able to do all the things. But guess what? You got to start with a niche and get a very, like an audience that uh, get their right. attention. Become you know? known for one thing. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, there's another thing too that I want to talk about. Yeah. Please stop please. doing free coaching calls. Stop doing free coaching calls. Like, I can't say it enough. Don't ever do free coaching calls. And if and when you do become specialized and you decide to niche down, yes. please make sure that your um, your rates reflect that people understand that they get what they pay for. And also people do not respect free. So I get your, your thought process uh, around if I give this person a free coaching call, I'll get a testimonial from them and then I'll be able to promote their testimonial and that'll help me get more clients. No, it's not. When you are literally saying, 
saying, oh, like, get your free coaching call here. You kill your authority. You kill it all the way. Yes. It's gone. It's gone. I, you know, Ashley, I'm so glad you brought this up. <laughs> um, I've never talked about this on the call. So I'm, I mean, on the podcast. So I'm really, really happy you said that because I, so I'm a person who I gave free coaching calls a, a handful of times, but what I did, I specifically hit up people. Right. In, the, in my DMs. And this is when I was like starting, starting, starting. That's, yeah. If you're like doing it behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> I did Please not say like, it. I'm doing free. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what though? I actually just realized something. I did offer three coach, three coaching sessions specifically, but that was for, um, what do you call it? I'm figuring out cause I want to get some coaching calls on my podcast. Um, mm-hmm. and so that was a little bit more strategic, but I still love that you said that. Tell us, tell us a little bit about, um, more about that. Why? And also actually two questions off of that. Cause I'm really glad you brought this up. Cause I feel like you're putting me in my place, girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so for the free coaching calls, how, what is, what would you recommend to your clients on getting started? Because I took free coaching calls in the beginning because I was getting started. And, um, mm-hmm. how would you recommend people, people kind of get started? And then secondly, um, tell us a little bit more about what you're saying of how it like ruins your, you know, your authority. Yeah. So getting started is literally saying, well, and here's the thing too, with getting started, you can get started however you want to, but I typically advise my clients to start with one-on-one high level coaching. And the reason that I tell them to start with one-on-one is so they can really get their feet wet and understand the reoccurring theme that is happening amongst all of their one-on-one clients. There's going to be a theme. And once you are able to identify that theme, you can extract it and then create a group program around that theme. Does that make sense? Yes. No, 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 no. Totally, totally. And that's so funny you said that because I've, I've literally been thinking about doing a group program. program. Um, but I'm still doing a couple one-on-ones right now, but that makes total, total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like you want to identify what your specific framework is first and have your one-on-one clients each go through it. So think of it like an assembly line, like, you know, from beginning to end, you're making a car and at the end, everyone is a car, right? Like, so you want to make sure exactly. And you want to make sure that it works. So sometimes people will just try to jump into group coaching, but you don't know if that framework works yet. You don't know that, you know? And so, and so you want, one-on-one is the best way to identify, does this framework work for every one of my clients? And then what is a reoccurring theme now that I can take out and then scale my business to doing group coaching? Because essentially you can only have but so many one-on-one clients before you hit that ceiling. But with group coaching, you know, sky's the limit. You can have as many people coaching them at, at one time. So that would be how, how I would say to get started. And then also with your rates as well, typically people are underpricing themselves, which is horrible. <laughs> yeah. um, typically, I, I, all of my clients, they usually come to me and I have them, by the time we end up, by the time we're like in the middle of working with one another, they have raised their rates by at least $2,000. That's how low they were underpricing themselves. So what I typically will tell people is you can sign a client and then raise your price by two to $300. Some people do two to 500, which I'm like, yeah, go for it. And keep yeah. raising that price with every new client that you sign until you feel good about this price because people typically have a number in mind they just will lower it because they feel as though well i'm new i'm just starting yeah i can't charge that it's that imposter syndrome who will pay this to me blah 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 and it's like no charge what you are worth because you are an expert within this you don't have to know everything you don't have to be certified you really just only need to be one step in front of your ideal client. People think that they need to be 12 steps in front of their ideal client. You don't. You just need to be one step in front of them to be able to get them to the next level, the next milestone that they need to be yes. in, right? 
Ah, uh, this, yeah, that was so, <laughs> so good. No, you're so, so right. I'm just thinking about all of the people doing free calls and uh, like the free calls I've done and what I've learned from them and with what you're saying too, like the, the different ways to go about it. I love that you said like really working one-on-one with clients to test out your framework. And I think folks who are not in this world, I, I do a lot of like just consuming a content research, all of that in coaching, but like, mm-hmm. When Ashley says frameworks, it's like a system. And that's funny you said that, Ashley, because you said you started in like productivity and like (laughs) it is tied in there. That's exactly (laughs) what it is. Um, But creating a type of framework to see how it works on your first like one-on-one clients. So then you can do group coaching programs or something bigger outside of that. Um, That is so, so, so good and so valuable. I, I thank you for that. And to answer your second question, like when you are going and you're saying, book your free coaching call, all you're going to end up attracting is low level leads that want to pick your brain for free. They have, they they don't have it in mind to invest in you. Cause there's some people that say, well, if I just give them like a glimpse into what they could get, they're going to want to invest in me. No, they're not. You just gave them everything that they needed. They don't need to invest in you. You're not attracting high level um, clients. You're attracting the ones that just are hopping, coach hopping, getting free information, you know? And so when you do that, I mean, just think about it. Like a steakhouse isn't going to give you a free steak. Your eye surgeon isn't going to, unless you're getting a grant. Like, (laughs) yeah, like Ruth Chris isn't sending you coupons in the mail. And people, people don't respect free. I hate to say it, but people don't respect free. If they have no skin in the game, they are not going to take you seriously. They are not going to show up because they have no skin in the game. They have no reason to take it seriously. So when you put that high value price on that, on your, on, on your program or on your offer, then they're going to take it seriously because they're going to say, I invested $5,000. I'm showing up to every call. I'm implementing everything that this person told me to do. Right. So like, that's the, that's a big thing is that people do not respect free. And when you put that out there, you're bringing in more people that just want free. They don't want to invest in you. And so that's why it ends up killing your authority because I wouldn't work with anyone that's just giving out free coaching calls. Like I want to work with an expert. So me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. And, And you could know everything that you need to know. You could be you could be the smartest person in, in your industry, but because you are coming off as being easily accessible, nobody is going to want that because have you ever noticed everyone wants what they can't have? Everyone yeah. wants that exclusivity. They want that. And so for me, like I'm not easily accessible. People know they can't get on a call with me until they fill out an application form or until I have already vetted them via DM. So I don't just hop on calls with anyone anymore. You have to be qualified in order to get on a phone call with me. And I make that very clear. And I think a lot of people should do that because you're wasting too much time talking to people that have no interest in investing with you. If, you, if the person isn't serious, then it should not be worth your time. Sure, you can talk to them in the DMs. You know, you can coach them there, give them a little bit of value. But I'm not getting on a phone call with anyone that has not been previously vetted first. Ashley, that was so <laughs> mic drop. You guys, I hope you're listening and I hope you're taking notes because yes, yes, yes. And you know, it's so true. Like people who don't pay, don't pay attention. And right, um, right. what do you call it? I, so when I started doing uh, coaching calls, the way I did it was I did free ones on the side and I would hit up people, you know, in their DMs like, hey, would you be interested in this? And then it gave me the confidence to start charging. And even my, I'm not even going to tell you what the hell I was charging because you'll be like, oh, oh, girl. (laughs) But still, even with that, the folks who paid for calls showed up with a like a pencil, a paper, and they're taking Mm -hmm. notes. And I'm not I'm not kidding. Not one person, not one person took notes when it was a free call. Wow. I was taking the notes. I was right. taking the notes. And it was just 
very clear as day. And now I'm getting on, now I'm just so busy with my son and like everything going on in my life that I'm like, not actually, my time is actually very valuable. And it's I don't valuable. have the energy. It's not even just the time, but like the energy. Um, right. So I just am taking away so, so much from that. Okay. So how about you tell us a little bit about what you do and about your programs and who's the right fit? Because I, I would love to hear about that too. Yeah. So right now I have my new signature offer, which is called the 5k society mastermind. I knew that when I wanted to, so I was first doing one-on-one high level elite coaching one-on-one. And then I knew I wanted to do a group program. And my first thought was, I don't want my group program to be like the group programs that I've invested in previously, where I'm on a call with a hundred other people or even, you know, 20 other people. And I don't have the personalized support that I need, you know, like I'm, I'm not sure if, but there's, there's definitely group calls where you will typically submit your question via a Google doc form. And then you'll sit on this call, listening to your coach, go through all of the answers. And then they finally get to your question and they answer it in like 30 seconds. And you've been sitting there for two hours and then, you know, there's no way for you to give a follow-up question or anything of that nature, actually have a conversation because they have to get through all of their questions, their questions, you know, within a a lot of amount of time. And so I didn't want my group coaching to be like that. I wanted it to be very high level. And so I said, I'm going to do a mastermind because a mastermind works for me. And um, so my mastermind is very intimate. It is three months. And I really believe in that long-term transformation, that long-term ROI. A lot of people, um, you know, they'll say, oh, well, I'm going to join this six-week group coaching program. But really, six weeks is not enough if you want to go from making zero dollars or even if you're making a thousand dollars a month to scaling to that 5k or that 10k don't think that you're going to be able to do it in six weeks it's not going to happen right and so Mm -hmm. i wanted my mastermind to be very hand-holding because that's what i needed i needed to be handheld and so within the mastermind i am um i give my clients six one-on-one calls with me so they can meet with me one-on-one and then we also have group sketch group um sessions as well twice a week so we meet in a group setting and i keep my number very low i am not accepting any more than 10 to 15 women max and even then so i'm breaking those groups up so it would be like five and five you know yeah just because Yeah. It's just because I want everyone to have no one's hurt. I think uh, these coaches, a lot of them think that, you know, just because you have a framework, yes, everyone is going to go through the same framework, but there's going to be different obstacles and barriers for each business. No one business is the same. So I can't expect to give everyone the same advice and think that it's going to work for everyone because it doesn't, you know? And so I wanted my mastermind to be something that was very high level and high support. And so, yeah. And then in in addition to that, they also have video modules that is going to take them everywhere from the foundational skills that they need in regards to niching down, how to get in front of their ideal client to creating, converting caption copies. So you are now focusing on attraction marketing, which is like really the meat and bones of my mastermind is really the sales and the marketing. So how to create that converting copy that is going to attract your ideal clients to you, convert them for you. So then when you get on sales calls, it's really you just enrolling them. You know, you don't have to sell. I tell people, if you're selling on a sales call, you've probably already lost. Yeah. Because this person should, they should know what it is that they want to do. They just need help identifying how to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I took all of the best components from my previous coaching experiences. I loved video modules because I just thought it was a great way to be able to learn on my own and have something to refer back to when I needed it. But I also love the one-on-one support. And I also like the group setting too, because sometimes it's great to hear a question that someone else has, Yeah, you know, to implement it for yourself. And the community aspect of it is so big. Like with my mastermind that I'm part of, we all 
are like sisters essentially and I love that community feel because then you have someone that can support you that can help you you know not even necessarily your coach it's just you get lifelong friends and so I wanted that for my mastermind and that's essentially what the 5k society mastermind is all about is just helping women that was like me where I had done the courses I had done the large group coaching programs I had done Google I had done freebies and I still wasn't seeing any any of the results that I wanted. And so it's for the women that are like, I'm making, you know, zero to $2,000 a month, but how can I scale to 5k consistently? How can I make that consistently? You know? And so that's what the mastermind is all about. Wow. You guys, I mean, just me listening to it and trust me, I've, I've been on a lot of masterclasses. I know what comes. <laughs> I know what comes in a lot of programs. And, and that's a whole lot of value. That's a whole lot of value. I mean, the one-on-one yeah. calls and the group coaching and you like splitting up that time. Yeah, gotta split groups, it up. That is <laughs> really, really valuable. Um Wow. That sounds like an amazing program. And I hope if you are listening to this and you just, maybe you just started coaching or you've been coaching, but you're not seeing the results you want, this is your sign. You know, like if you really were filling this entire episode and Ashley in general, like go check out her Instagram right now. Um, What is your Instagram again? (laughs) Miss? Miss Ashley Allison. So it's M-I-S-S-A-S-H-L-E-Y. A-L-L-I-S-O-N. Perfect. And then one more question. This is what we ask every um, single person that is on the show. So follow that fear. The reason I called it that is because I realized like, all, like a lot of good stuff happens when I have this fear and I just am like, F it, I'm going to go towards it. Um, so basically mm-hmm. it's like a big goal, right? Like a scary goal. So what is one scary goal or one fear that you are following this year? That would definitely be my investments. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it's like, you know, when someone tells you, okay, that will be $20,000 and you're like, Ooh. oh, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, but you're like, I don't know how necessarily I'm going to be able to like do this, but I know it's going to work out for me. It's going to happen. The money is going to come. Yeah. Cool. Like just sign me up. (laughs) Wow. That is honestly goals. And like, I I know this process, you know what I mean? Like similar. So like, I know I'm going to get there too. I'm still, I'm a a little step behind, you know, (laughs) Um, but I could imagine I'm looking forward to that time where I'm like, okay, I'm dropping the big bucks to make the big bucks, you know? And Um, it's just going to keep going up too. Yeah. I know. It's going to keep going up. Next thing, I think my coach said she invested her last investment was 120,000. So just imagine. All right. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ashley, thank you so much for dropping all of this wisdom all over us for sharing your experience and just sharing your wisdom. Like you, you really brought it. And honestly, this episode was unlike any, I feel like a lot of things that we talked about and that you mentioned um, were topics that we really haven't touched on um, on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode, guys. I had such a fun time having this conversation. So here's a recap of my conversation with Ashley. Number one, soft selling is just as important as selling. So make sure that you're sharing your experiences with your clients throughout your content. Number two, your future customer needs to hear you repeat something seven to 21 times before they make the decision to work with you or to buy. So go out there and market yourself. Number three, be authentic and show up consistently. It is vital, but make sure that your messaging is specific. Confused people don't buy. 
Number four, niching down is so important to your growth. Remember the Applebee's and Steakhouse examples. Applebee's is cheap, but you're not going to be talking about it later. If you go to a nice steakhouse and have such a good experience, you know you're going to pay the big bucks, but you're going to pay for it because you're, you want the experience. Number five, gaining authority is so important for your message. Tell your audience what their problem is and how to solve it. Number six, no more free coaching calls, guys. We got to up level our ish. Get started with one-on-one -on -one high level coaching and then go into group coaching and other different products. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. You can learn more about Ashley and her programs at MissAshleyAllison.com or you can find her on Instagram. I found her on Instagram and I love her IGTV. So I would definitely check that out at Miss Ashley Allison. You guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you took anything away, it would mean so much to me if you could screenshot this episode and share it in your IG stories. This is how the podcast has grown. And honestly, I appreciate every single time you share this podcast. It means the world to me. And before I let you go, I want to remind you that if you have a message and you have it in your heart to start a podcast or to share your message, and if you happen to be busy and video is just really hard to make happen for you, I am inviting you to my podcast marketing masterclass, how to start a podcast, a purposeful podcast in seven days. You can check out www.catdelcarmen.com slash podcast masterclass to learn more, or you can just check out my IG, my Instagram, and check out the link in my bio to join. But I am so excited for this masterclass and even more excited to launch my first course, podcast marketing course to help people like you get your message to your audience. I'm so, so freaking excited about this. So make sure to sign up now before you forget. All right, guys, thank you so, so much for being here. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. I love you. I send you a big old hug. And remember to follow that fear. All right, bye.